You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Shall as we effort to get Lee Habib on the program, I know... Tony, you were talking, even off air, we're talking about what kind of air filtration uh, changes need to be in place for like a guitar, uh, you know, race where there's a lot of sand around the track and it blows. It's very fine. Uh, in the old days, remember, you had oil filters. Remember oil filters? Uh, Still do. Uh, every motor needs them. Every, you've got as long as it's not a two-stroke, let's say. You're talking about. Oil on the air filter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You still do that. Let's do that. I mean, uh, absolutely. That my is point, still my point. Is is there is there something that that our race fans out there would go? Hey, you know, I I wouldn't have guessed that I would need to do that. Um, like, there's some things called filter skins that that go over. Like, we use them in in desert, and we did. Baja. I think we did those in Baja, didn't we? We had. Yep. Absolutely. So, so it's basically like a like a, a pre filter. Yeah, it's like a like a pantyhose type looking thing that goes right. over your so it's like, like a sleeve a glove yeah so you 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 take that thing and you rip it off and then you have a clean filter essentially or it's a or, filter for your filter gives or, you extra life or you can put it over your head and rob a liquor store yeah, there I mean, there's go. lots of uses for these lots filters of uses. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one um so cutter or qatar my guitar. big guitar yeah. however yeah. you like it i'm gonna like it as well, when Roman was here, Don't he, stoop to my he said Cutter, and he's ex-military, and he's been around there. He, so. he was stationed near there. So, but we're yep. gonna call it Qatar just for to be because I don't want to be correct. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why start now? But it went uh, uh, de It was uh, talk about it, PJ because I know you you're you've been. Uh, yeah, it was. I've been impressed by the race. Just the way everything played out was. I mean, it's a, a great season opener. Uh, I like close racing, and you can't get any closer than the top five after 45 minutes, essentially, of road racing to be separated by 0. .6 of a second. That's 45 minutes of run time, and you've got five guys within eyesight of the line. Okay, so that being said, do you think there's strategy there where everybody's they're all waiting to put that push and and then maybe conserving tires that kind of thing and then they're going to go for it in the last five laps or four whatever it is and and how many pass changes how many lead changes is there in those last few laps that kind of thing there there was quite a bit of that and it is what exactly what you would expect and in fact almost to a T, exactly what we saw last year, particularly between the top two guys, Davizioso and uh, Marquez. Marquez uh, obliged to ride Davizioso's draft, if you will, that Ducati seemed to have a bit of a speed advantage. And last year, we saw this a number of times. When Marquez couldn't outrun the Ducati, he would shadow it and he would dive bomb. I mean, literally dive bomb in the final corners of the race, pretty much always running wide because he dove in way too hard, couldn't carry, couldn't get it stopped, and then Dovizioso would turn back under him. That's exactly what happened in the last corner of this race, and the gap at the line was .023, so that tells you uh, how close it was. Um, 
it's I just I'm stoked about the season. This is exactly what I wanted to see. Uh, whether or not uh, the Honda shows some advantages that clearly the Ducati has been the the fastest in a straight line bike for some time now. Most of last season we saw it, and it certainly appears to be more of the same. It'll be interesting to see how this drama about the aerodynamics uh, plays out. Ducati. Uh, clearly has some engineers who think way outside of the box. They are doing things that no one else thinks to do until they've done them, and then everybody wants to cry foul. Clearly, they also read the, the rule book, and they believe they're inside of it. Again, there's an appeal out on this whole matter right now, so we'll find out uh, in the coming week or so, if weeks it may be, uh, whether or not the Ducati's forced well, to take off these look, things. Yeah, it begs the question. You say week or weeks. What goes into the determination? I mean, you can look at it and say, well, that's different. But what will go into the determination of whether or not they are inside or outside of what the rules are? And and furthermore, what would be the resulting penalty if they are outside the rules and in clear vi violation of what the rules are? That That is all to be determined by the FIM's uh uh, Court of Appeals, MotoGP Court of Appeals, They that it is already there. So there's literally no more we can say about it until they come back with All right, findings. So a bunch of guys get together. They have long robes on. They <laughs> wear white wigs. Yeah, white yeah. Wigs. for sure. Court, Court of, of Appeals. Court of Appeals. <laughs> Court of Appeals. Do you think... So what do you think that's fun racing when you have when you have to get attorneys involved to to uh, they're not attorneys to, Tony I'm not, but guaranteed they all have attorneys that oh are, absolutely that are reading the rule book saying we can do this <laughs> yeah. yes and I could argue like a Billy Mallory yes I could argue either direction and this is how I would beat them right. and that's what make no mistake D Ducati's legal team. Had, is is has, involved. They were involved well before they anybody before put they this. And this isn't a, this isn't by no means a first. We've seen it in yes. previous recent previous seasons with the whole advent of wings. And the not, very and same, not just in this particular discipline. No, no, it happens in in lots of disciplines. Uh, the wings were the most recent in MotoGP to have a whole bunch of scrutiny and and back and forth decisions and uh, changes to the rules based on wings. I assume we're going to see more of the same this season. Okay. So, and this, I know we're going off book on this, but uh, PJ, be thinking about it. Tony, we're going to go to your first. Uh, if I was going into court, who's in my corner? I want Rodney Dangerfield. I want Wolfman Jack. And uh, <laughs> and maybe John Williams, a composer for the Star Wars uh, uh, music. But who's in your corner, Tony? I may be silly, but realistically, who's in your corner? Who do you want there? I'm not sure what the question is. Well, obviously, you need to assemble a, a legal team or a team of legalese. Oh, Bill, in other words, people that can Billy Mallory. Billy Mallory. No, 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 no. Billy is obvious. Okay. Billy Mallory, Brick Chantry Law. Damn good guy. And David Brick is my guy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I'll take Mallory. He's because, good. Yeah. Yep. He won't ever take my call, but that's Brick's okay. good. Yeah. yeah. But who's in your corner when it comes to motorcycling? If I could pick, you know, three, four guys out of the motorcycling ether. And pull them back in and say, hey, need you to be in my corner. Help me uh, to analyze this, right? Coons. Who? Davey Coombs. Davey Coombs. Or Tim Cotter. Wow. I'm going to take or because that's the kind of a teammate type situation. That's one. I'm going to go Ulrich. John Ulrich. John Ulrich would be another one because he's one. the road, side, road racing don't side help of things. Him. You're up next, so don't help him. And, um, hmm. Roger. 
DeCoster? Mm-hmm. No. He doesn't mess around with rules. He stays so far inside of them. <laughs> he stays so far inside of them, I have I'm to believe. I'm going to say... Uh, hmm. Jordan Burns from Strung Out. Is James Stewart on your, Just he's on fun your to party with of uh, guys you want in your corner? PJ. Uh, no, I'm going to go ahead and pass there. Okay. <laughs> he's, he what? was in need of his own help. <laughs> he was in need of help himself. So well, That's only because he put a uh, flashing uh, light on his dashboard. Uh, it was What oh, I find interesting man. about this whole event is yeah. that uh, it, it's not uncommon for one or another team to be protested. This many people protesting really is is somewhat unheard of uh i mean is it happened in motocross that you can remember tony when no. literally everyone went foul, foul we're calling foul right now well everyone okay here i learned about something this weekend down in daytona i learned about it yesterday actually at the amateur race there's a guy that's called uh slip shot is his product and it's it's a release mechanism that you set on your clutch and it's down on the clutch mechanism is, is it, that goes in and out of the, the bike and what it does is it's basically a shock so you set it you put and then when you you rev the, the bike to the moon and you, you release dump the clutch yeah. as fast as you want you know all the the slipping bu- 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 as you're as you're leaving the line to keep from wheeling or whatever you still run a whole shot button but disregard how doesn't the whole shot button override it though? The whole shot button holds the front end down. Front end. This you're talking clutch. I I'm get talking it. clutch mechanism. So it releases repeatable. It. It's a repeatable smooth clutch release. It is. Oh. It is. You let it go and it and it releases and it takes off and it and it's smooth and it's consistent. And you can every just time. T- yep exactly. A guy can practice and get the exact same clutch S- response every, every time. single time. And you adjust it with the throttle. How much throttle do I give it? And then that's a lot easier to control because once you're lo- once you go, you you pin it right. Absolutely. So, so this is a it's it's a it's a new device. Well, I understand the Star has been using it for a while, and they've been hiding it. And the AMA got wind of it. They determined it's a. It's the same as a whole shot device, not illegal. Yeah. Um, and, and so I guess this guy needs to advertise because he's already got a business, right? Well, I talked <laughs> they to him. Should it's, all be it's five hundred dollars to put one on my CRF. Woof. So no trade. That's an experience. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> hit no big, no big deal for a Supercross team, but it's not going to be on every amateur bike. A whole shot device is comparatively very inexpensive. Bucks yeah, at thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah. It's inexpensive. Five hundred bucks. You're hitting a price point that but pros are going to do it all day long. Sure. He said, you know, he claims that Wyndham t- tested with it and said it was awesome, and, and the star guys are using it. And I did see a few of them on on bikes this weekend after I got to look and uh, on amateurs. I didn't learn about it till yesterday when the pro races pro, pro races were long gone. But um, you if know, if KW uses it, I would be all right with it. Well. There's a lot of things KW uses that I'm not good enough to use. So I, I well, I get the concept. Uh, that's interesting. I, and uh, so you just randomly caught up with this guy, or was it, I uh, saw I saw a slip shot as I was going through the tunnel. I saw a slip shot on the making hole shots easy or some whatever the thing is. <laughs> and so I, I look at it and I and I'm like. <laughs> Instantly, I Google it because there's no website, and it didn't. Nothing came up right away. Then I happened to be in this tent talking to him about some Wiseco business, and this guy walks up and he has a slip shirt, and I go, "What is that?" And 
you know, and, and uh, he, we got to he talking. He said it's he, a shirt. And he showed me, and he was actually the inventor. He came from Top Fuel Dragster. So, oh, wow. I don't know. It's kind of... The guy probably should be advertising because I just gave him a three-minute uh, three no, commercial. Absolutely. And it, it's, it reminds me of Recluse. <laughs> or Recluse. I mean, it <laughs> reminds me, me of Recluse. Let me ask you this. When it first came out. <laughs> when, when you have a, uh, a guy like Mark Marquez that you say he absolutely dive bombs into the other riders in the corners, does, does it... Does it like do the other riders you think just want to strangle him? No, I mean it was it was fair racing. He was saving his move for the end of the race, so it's as long as he doesn't hit him, you're not going to be too upset. You get hit, you're going to be upset. You're at the line right now, Tony. And there's guys in the pits, and they've got this chick on their shoulder, and maybe you're really really good at uh, tattoos, right? And you know darn well you want to get that hole shot because that's where you're going to get your Daytona motors or your Daytona watch, right? And Jack is uh, obviously alternating the uh, start on the song. So what what do you do? Do you, do you do you go for the hole shot because of the watch at Daytona, or do you get the what do you what do you go for? Do you go for the win? Well, the watch is a, a road it's like race. Fifteen thousand dollars. It's a road race, not right. That's super. I'm just saying. Um, and is this pink? Yes, of course it's pink. <clears throat> she's very huh. pink. She's married to Hart. I did see Carrie Hart Saturday. Did you? He's wearing fox gloves. His kid's I... coming on fast, too. He's coming up? Yeah, coming I'm up. I'm coming up. So you... That's what I was trying to get at, and Jack keeps turning the song off. That's okay. Tell you what, take quick time out. Back on the other side. It's Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft and intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. This is uh, number 44, Taylor Knapp. And you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. While we cruise to the top of the hour for the uh, balance of our number two, it is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Do want to thank our friends and uh, those that push our buttons, if you will. Evergreenpodcast.com. Look for them online. You'll check out a wide variety of great lifestyle programming, including this show. Tony, you want to go through our list of guests and people that can uh, our listeners can go back and grab. Yeah, big thanks to Ryan Sipes in hour number one and Stu Baylor. And then we had Jason Thomas. Wasn't planned, but that was a lot of fun having Stu and Jason like at the that. same time. I do. And then hour number two, we had Cole Seeley 
and uh, Luke, Luke Deese. Deese. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll rebook Lee Habib. Obviously, politics big uh, big time uh, topic right now, so he's all tied up. But we'll get him back. Uh, appreciate you listening for Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson, Eddie Cullen Camp, Tony Wink, Roman Avila, P.J. Duran. I'm Scott Kaz for speaking on behalf of Jack and Leanne Daly on our producers and executive producers. Thank you so much. They grab the music and make our show sound so so good. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.